0: People have wrapped up in that title, so they think I'm gonna get more money, but they forget the sole purpose of leadership and being at that top is servanthood, the people. You have to first like people. Why do you wanna be a leader if you don't like people?
1: That's Marla Alberti. She's the owner of Truth Speaks Group. And as you can imagine with a business name so like the name of this podcast, I was intrigued to find out more. In this episode of Your Truth Shared, we talk about failure versus learning, taking the time to know what you really want, the money relationship, and why she wanted to write a book about bragging. I'm Finola Howard, intuitive marketer, your host and founder of How Great Marketing Works. I believe that every business has a story to tell because that's how the market decides whether to buy or not. And your story has to resonate with who you are and with the people you want to serve. And this podcast is about helping you reach the market in a way that feels right to you. So if you're an entrepreneur with a dream you want to make real, then this is the podcast for you because great marketing is your truth shared. And today I want to introduce you to somebody who I had to speak to because the name of their business is Truth Speaks Group Limited Liability Company. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got to speak to her. We've got to we've got to have something in common that we can poke around at. And I want you to meet today, Marla J. Alberti, and she is the owner and co-founder of the wonderful Truth Speaks Group. And that's a multimedia, which I want you to explain this to us, a multimedia coaching company that and this is the bit I like that helps women integrate their lives and delivers resources for working women to create work-life harmony. That is our topic today. So, hey, Marla. Hello, Panola. Thank you so much for this. I am, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk. <laughs> so many topics. So many topics. I love it. Tell me what a multimedia coaching company is first.
0: Yes, so different realms. So I could deliver coaching um, aspects in different realms, such as writing i'm an author so yeah. um, i have i have i had a blog going my blog is not active right now but i had a blog going for a long time i had a youtube talk show i had a um, conference here in jacksonville florida that i did a women's conference that i did for three years so i deliver coaching in different methods so that's what the, the different media realms uh so writing online uh in person uh uh, so though that's what the multimedia means
1: isn't it great that we have all these channels by which we can communicate now and help people around the world
0: exactly
1: yeah, I love it so exactly we had this great conversation, quite a frank conversation actually at the start because you know we we, we, did. we walked around kind of different parts of of your profession, my profession, and we ended up kind of settling on this idea and it's clearly in line with your own work, but it's this idea of the U.S. culture and the relationship with work. So here in Europe, I mean, there's still everybody works really hard, but there is this conscious approach to having, you know, uh, you know, work serve your life, not life serve your work. You know, so it's that idea of having balance, truly balance, and that's and what you what I want to share with everyone because I was quite surprised that you sh- you shared so frankly about this. And you said, we have placed the emphasis on the wrong things. We worship work. Mm. That's a powerful statement to make, Marla. Just hearing you say it. (laughs) Yeah. It's a bit scary. (laughs) It is. Tell me more. Tell me more.
0: You know, it's scary because... A lot of times it's our culture and don't get me wrong. I don't know everybody in the United States. so I can't speak for everyone, right? This is in general from what I've experienced through my own personal experiences, as well as coaching clients, as well as uh, consulting other organizations, is we are title driven. So if we don't have that title, CEO or CFO or VP or director or, uh, you know something that of some sub substance. You know, administrative assistant, no, or coordinator, no. Those are low titles. You know, they don't have to be low, but you know, society puts this this mechanism on you to think that here you're here if you have this title, you're here if you have this title, and you're here if you have this title.
1: And is this is this true for every part of life? Like, because when you said that to me in our conversation, I was like, but that's a class based system. In the country that is, yeah, the uh, was always the pinnacle of democracy, of living a better way, a yeah. different way. Yes, it's challenging right now, and I'm sure you'll explain right. more to us. But that feels like a class system. Yeah, and so here's the thing: when I'll, there's nothing wrong with titles, but the problem
0: that comes into place when the title becomes you, or you become the title. So yeah, so sure. I was an HR director. Sure, I am an entrepreneur. Sure, I have I have a gazillion titles, but they're all they're a small piece of who Marla is. The first thing I am is a human being. That's the first thing I am. And I think a lot of times we as a society forget that we we get in our mindsets. I'm a title, so I got to go do this, 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 is this, this, and it has to be perfect. You can't make a mistake. God forbid you make a mistake. Whoa, oh, you know, you know, yeah. You know, we'll, well, it's into the, the world. If you make a but mistake. you, th-
1: that's funny to hear you say about making mistakes because I always applaud the U.S. for. Uh, they say there's no such thing as failure; only learning. Yeah. He, and here in, as an entrepreneur, in Ireland anyway, it's kind of frowned upon if you fail in business. It's like you yeah. failed, go away, run under a rock and hide before we'll allow you come out and greet the world again. Whereas my impression of the US is always the opposite. That yeah. you know, unless you have three failed businesses under your belt, you're not truly successful.
0: Yeah, no, and see, that's the thing. So failure is, is just that, it is, it is a mindset. So, are you truly failing, or are you learning? I think i I, I don't like to say failing. Yeah. um, I like to say I learned so thomas Edison, he said it, he said i didn't I didn't fail a thousand times. I just found a thousand times it didn't work. You know th- to me, that's the definition of innovation. You cannot be perfect and innovate. It's an oxymoron, right? So, if I'm going to innovate something and and come up with great ideas, how can I do that if the first rendition of that is going to be the best one, yeah. <laughs> that's not innovation. That's not. That's not moving forward, right? So I, I always use the, the iPhone as an example. This is what we're on version fourteen, is about to come out. I saw a leak that said is on its way out. Well, imagine we, if we were still on version one. That means they had to be innovative. Doesn't mean they doesn't does, it, does it mean that version one failed. No, of course not. But there are some tweaks that they had to make. Just like we have to do as a human being, our life is not a failure. Everything you go through. Yes, we're we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes, and I think a lot of times because we have that, um, that push on top of us, that heavy weight on top of us to live up to the society's expectations. So here's here's a prime example of expectations, for Nola. Uh In the United States, you know, um, we're we're known for college. Look, I'm a I'm a I'm a academic junkie. I'm in school right now, as you know, right? So, but I never force or push college on anyone because college is not just not the end all be all right if you're just looking to make money you can make money doing all kinds of things you don't have to go to college to make money right but sometimes depending on your family background or or society or whatever sometimes not going to college is frowned upon i actually had a conversation with someone a couple of years back and she said she says i'm already forcing college into my daughter now and her daughter was like five i'm like well can she be a five-year-old (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cool. Well, as that's said, I said there. her. Suppose she doesn't want to go to college. What are you going to do? She's like, oh, she's going to college. I said, suppose she doesn't want to go to college. Oh, she's going to college. She didn't She didn't want to answer the question. She. I'm like, well, she can, this this young girl who's five, she's probably about eight or nine now, who's going to eventually turn 18, 19, she may not go to college. Are you going to stop being her mom? Or what's going to happen? You know, it's like we put these such high expectations on, especially our kids in society because society says to do so. And then we're looking like boo-boo in the fool in the face because (laughs) it doesn't go that way. But guess what? That child or that individual turned out okay. But you have to let people live their lives. And that's the beautiful thing. That's why I always say create your career. That's one of my mantras. Create your career. You have to do the same thing with creating your life. You have to to create it because if you stay inside this box of graduate high school, go to college, Get married, wait, have the two and a half kids, white picket fence. Come on. I mean, how many people are doing that? <laughs> I mean and and guess what? Those who are doing it, great, great, nothing against that. But everyone's not gonna follow that path, Anola. and it's okay. But society says, well, you know like you just said earlier you're not in this class then you're not in the top class since since you're a single mom or single dad and you live in an apartment and you pay
1: rent you're not you're not a homeowner
0: so we're gonna put you over here in this class
1: there seems to be a great pre a great preoccupation with uh money yes yeah. oh yeah oh, it's a title. It's, yeah, it's a big thing
0: here it's a big thing here um and I don't think I'm speaking out of context. I, it is a big thing here. Title, money, um, a power, power. Oh my god, power is big. Power is big here. Uh, you you have to have some type of control, or or, or so you have to have that sense of control. And I tell you, Fanola, it is it's exhausting, especially when you're when you are um, a BIPOC, a, a Black Indigenous uh col- per person of color. You know, uh, it, it's um. It's harder because not only we have to deal with that, then we now we got to deal with the color of my skin. You know, the color of my skin says, "Oh, I'm dumb, so I can't get to this classification, or I can't get to this, or I can't get to that." So, so that 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 adds another layer on top. Then being a woman, let's not do that. Then 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 talk about being a, then talking about being LGBTQIA plus, right? So you have all these dynamics and dimensions that go on top of that. And then you're like, gosh, I just want to be a human
1: being. I just want to be a regular person. But all this, there is so much in the media now about, you know, Black Lives Matter, all the initiatives that we've seen. But I'm getting from our conversation that there is this kind of train that's just going, 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 and that you've got to get on the train and you don't have time to think or pause or reflect yeah. to challenge this the status quo of stupid titles that mean nothing, really mean nothing. No, yeah, nothing, nothing at all. Is there time for self-reflection, do you think? You think, is what's the way out, Marla? Yeah, so I
0: was gonna, I, this is a great, great question. I'm glad we're segueing into this because I think COVID did a lot, right? People were already exhausted, but um, COVID pushed things a little bit faster. And people were like, you know what? You know, I'm working these 80, 90 hours Sure, I'm a director, sure, I'm a CFO, sure, I'm a VP, but I got to see my kids. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. They don't want to give me the PTO. And if I ask, I got to ask for P, I I got to ask for days off. You know, so so now companies are coming up with sabbaticals. Companies have sabbaticals that their employees can take. Companies have flexible work time now. Companies have no PTO now. Come some companies are waking up and you're like, you know, if I want to keep these employees, I better start following the trends of what the world's doing right? Following what other countries are doing, right? Ireland, Finland, these other countries that are just happy for some reason. <laughs> Let me figure out what yeah. they're doing, right? And I think it is is—it is about that self-reflection. And self-reflection shouldn't have been something that you just did during COVID, but I think a lot of people did do it during COVID. Um, but self-reflection is about me. What 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 What's going on in Marla's world, in my world? Number one, self-awareness is the first key of emotional intelligence. If you don't have self-awareness of what's going on in your world, and, and not your world, I, I, I mean, not anyone else's world, not IG's world, not Facebook's world, not LinkedIn's world, not Twitter's world, <laughs> but your world, if you don't have, a uh, 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 big eye, I mean, that, that, that the eye in the middle, that big eye into what's going on to your life, then you're lost because now you're spinning around looking at what everybody else is doing. Oh, she has this or she has that. Um, we have this obsession with celebrities. Celebrities are human beings. I think we forget that sometimes. Celebrities are human beings. They just chose a different career path, which which you can do too, you know? So And that's why I tell my clients is, what I'm doing or what anyone else is doing, you can do as well if, you, if that's what
1: you want it to do. Here's another question for you. In the area of power yeah. and control, do you think the people at the top are self-aware?
0: Hmm, gosh. Yes and no. I think they're self-aware. Okay, yes. I think they're self-aware um, of, of of the role that they have because- Everything rises and falls on leadership. I don't care if you believe that or not. It's the truth. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Everything. If, if, the, if the leader wears a tie, the chief wears a tie and is, is buttoned up, then everyone under him is going to be the same. Him or whoever, they, is going to be the same. So I think they are self-aware in that aspect. I say no, because sometimes they're so high up that they're oblivious to what's going on with the people who are doing the actual work, the work,
1: worker bees. You know, they're oblivious. So they have no idea. Do they want to know? I don't think they do. The ones at the top where there's leaders who serve and there are leaders who control, right? Or try to. Yeah. One is yeah. power hungry. You're right. And w- the one one doesn't actually wants to just serve. It's not about power. Yeah. Yeah. Does power and self-awareness ever come together? Oh, gosh. I wish they would. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But they don't. Let me tell you why. Because what's in the power of, what's in the middle of power and self-awareness? Ego. Ego's in the middle of that. So if if your ego is going to constantly run who you are, you know, Ryan Holiday said it best, ego is the enemy, right? (laughs) Ego is the enemy and obstacle is the way. Two great books you should read. You know, um, if you're going to let your ego control you, then yeah, you're gonna have a power problem and you're gonna have a self-aware problem, self-awareness problem. Because now it's all about you. And 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 when you and you mentioned it earlier, when you are a leader, what's the first thing that should be on your mind? The people. Ding, 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 ding. The people, not the title. But a lot of folks, whenever I have, whenever I do career coaching and counseling and folks with folks, I ask them, I said, why do you want they tell me they want to go to the top. What's what's at the top? Because if you're at the top, Jim Rome said it. If you're at the top and you're by yourself, you did something wrong. So
1: mm-hmm. so why do you want to go say that again? The top? Say that again. If you're
0: at the top, if you're at the top and you're by yourself, you did something wrong. Jim Rome. I can't take credit for that. You know, and I but I agree. So I always ask the client or the person I'm speaking with, why do you want to go to the top? There's nothing wrong with climbing the corporate ladder. I mean, my God, I was a, I was a director. You know, I, I get it. But but I but I have I, I want to serve people. I know my why. Simon Sinek said that. I know my why. So when I ask clients and people this question, they don't know that, oh, well, um, you make more money. Well, you can can go out and Uber and make more money. (laughs) I mean, there's thousands of ways to make more money besides having a title, right? But again, people are wrapped up in that title. So they think I'm gonna get more money, but they forget the sole purpose of leadership and being at that top is servanthood. The people. The people. You have to first like people. Why do you want to be a leader if you don't like people? Do you think some leaders don't like people? Oh, yeah. If you don't respect. Here's a simple thing that leaders can do. Hope they're out there listening. If you have a team of individuals, how often do you, and if we're in a virtual world, how often do you Send them an email or do a virtual. Sometimes you may have Teams or Zoom or whatever. How often do you send them a, a, a email to say good morning? Simple, good morning. H- how was Bobby's baseball game last night? How was Susie's soccer game last night? You know, uh, h- how are you doing? When was the last time you asked that simple question? These are simple questions that leaders forget to even
1: ask their 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 people, their teams. Yeah, sometimes when they do ask the question, they. They don't want the answer. They just want you to get past the answer so they can get to the point. You said, honey, you said it, Fanola. Let me me clap. You said it because I was just (laughs) about to say
0: (laughs) they'll ask the question, but then they're like, okay, well, let's go into the next topic. Well, don't you think people can see through that? Mm. People, people, leaders need to understand people, the people that work for them aren't dumb, that they Mm. can see. They can see. Mm. They can see through everything you're doing. They can see through the non-authentic things you're doing and mm-hmm. saying. They can see through that. Right? You have to be genuine with who you are. Doesn't mean you can't make a mistake. But but when you're not a genuine leader, when you're not a genuine person, it, it shows. It shows. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm it. I'm not saying that at all. I mean, but I I do I do consider myself Pretty, this is what you get. What you see is what you get. This is me. This is Marla. This is me. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, do I get upset? Yep. I'm, I'm a human being. So I get upset. I, but this is me. This is, this is nine out of 10 times. This is what you're going to get when you're with me.
1: <laughs> you're amazing at what you do, but it hasn't translated into the success you wished for. You want to make a bigger impact and it's time to do something about it. It's time that your brand, your website, and all your messaging speak to that bigger vision you have for your business. So if you're ready to build a business that moves you, moves you professionally, financially, and personally, then this is our invitation to design your own success. Design Your Own Success is the ultimate live and in-person program dedicated to businesswomen like you say goodbye to endless decision-making and fragmented initiatives that never seem to move the needle far enough. Instead, spend five days in November with us and our winning team at the Brook Lodge in McCredden Village, fast-tracking your success. Design your own success, five days in person, packed with exactly what you need to take your business to the next level. Find out more at designyourownsuccess.com and register your spot today. This is Finola and Lucy, and we can't wait to meet you there. You know, when an entrepreneur starts in business, okay, and say they get a a level of success and they get to a certain stage in the size of the business and they want to take it to the next level, do you think they need to. When they get to a certain number of employees that they should automatically do leadership training.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you should do leadership training. You hire your first employee, (laughs) even one employee, not 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 a certain level of employees. No, you got your first employee. You should be training them to be a leader, because guess what? Leadership is not just a title; it's a state of being. You can be a leader by pushing the b- buggy back at Walmart. <laughs> you're setting all leadership is is setting examples. That's what leadership is. You're sh- you're setting example for somebody else to follow. That's what that's what leadership is. But notice the key word: somebody. So that means people are involved. So the number one aspect of leadership is people, 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 people. So you're always so yeah. So if I when I ha- have uh, I work with a lot of um, contractors for my business. So I, I, I'm talking to them on a constant basis all the time. And I never, ever forget in the back of my mind, I'm not dealing with a machine. These are human beings that have families. They have, they have pets. They have lives. My My job is not the most important thing on their plate. <laughs> and as a leader, I know that. As a human being, I know that. That's why I say human being, that mindset has to be first. Instead of the title. Well, I'm the boss and you have to do what I say. She's the boss, so we're just going to do what she says. No, that doesn't make sense. I'm not going to just do something because it, because the boss says do it. That doesn't make sense. If it doesn't make sense, then then ask the question. I don't mind doing it, but can you tell me why we're doing this? Well, why are we doing this particular task? Well, what is the purpose? Who asks that, Marla? They should ask that, but who asks They that? should
1: ask that. They have to be in a culture that allows them
0: to say that. I was going to say, if you're in a dictator-type society... Or a dictator type or organization, where you have no psychological safety, then no, you won't ask that question. Hmm. Yeah, no, you won't. You'll be, you'll do what we call now "quiet quit," which they now have a term for, but people have been doing that for years. But yeah, you'll you'll quiet quit because you know what you you you've been smashed so much. You're, you 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 bring your idea to the table, but it's been smashed so much. Yeah, why talk? I'm not going to say anything. Why, why why say something? They're not going to do anything anyway. I just start looking for more jobs. Tell
1: me about share with me if you don't mind might be difficult, but if you don't mind, the idea of psychological safety and being... Yeah. And I and I, you'll have to remind me of the phrase you used. Black person of color. Is that correct? BIPOC. BIPOC. Yeah. Um. Black, indigenous, indigenous person, person, of, person of, color, color of color. Or people of color. People of color. Be- people Talk of to color. me about psychological safety at the moment for BIPOC in the U.S.
0: Oh, my gosh. Psychological safety is... It's it's um it's in danger, I feel like. Um, because Mm -hmm. people have to psychological safety is just simply being safe to speak up without being retaliated against. Yeah. Right? Without I I I I need to be able to go to my leader. I need to be able to go to my leader and tell him or her or they something and they not come back and attack me in an email, come back, attack me on a on a virtual call in front of people. Or attack me in a one on one. Use my yeah. words against me. Yeah, that's that's not psychological safety. Psychological safety is me being able to come to my leader or my team. Someone on my team come to me and tell, Hey, Marla, this is this is what I feel is going on, and not me immediately take action. How about I listen as the leader? How about I listen? So I have two years, right? How about I listen to their plea and know that I hear them, whether I disagree or not. I, disagree, I didn't say you have agree. You might disagree. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But are you listening? And, and, and as you're listening, you're listening to understand, not to respond. But a lot of times mm-hmm. you listen to respond. We know that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm listening to understand what this person is saying, or if my leaders listen to understand what I'm saying, they'll get a better idea of how to respond. And that is what creates the psychological safety. Because I am now, I feel safe to talk to this human being. I feel safe to say something to this person without them retaliating against me, without them repeating those words or looking for the, you know, psychological safety is not looking for the negative, Yeah. right? If you're looking, if you're constantly listening to someone talk and you're listening to what's wrong with them or what's wrong with the situation or what's wrong with this or what's wrong
1: with that, where's the safety in that? Where's the safety? (laughs) Has it gotten any better for Black, Indigenous people of color? Has it gotten any better? No,
0: I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: Actually, I think it's worse. I think it's worse. Um, With everything that has happened.
0: Yeah, I think it's worse. I mean, uh, I'm not a political person, but, um, but you can't ignore politics. I mean... You know, people showed who they were when we had President Barack Obama in office. Yeah, they showed yeah. they really showed who they were when President Trump was in office. And they're continuing yeah. to show who they are when President Biden while President Biden's in office. We are we are separated by politics. We're separated by religion. We're separated by a whole bunch of things. So people begin to show you who they are. And, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer when people show me who they are. I just believe them. I don't question it. I just believe what I see. <laughs> You're showing me. So I'm gonna believe it. <laughs> It doesn't yeah. mean you can't change, but I'm gonna believe whatever whatever you show me. I'm gonna believe that, you know. So, do you have hope though, Marla? Oh, uh, I'm always optimistic. Oh yeah, I'm always optimistic. We we we're nowhere near when Dr. Martin Luther King was living. We're nowhere near yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah, we have a long, 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 long way to go. I'm very much. I'm very optimistic. Very hopeful. Um, I, I'm a lover of people. I love people. Period. Period. I mean, I in my eyes, you're innocent until proven guilty. You're not guilty until proven innocent. You know, so you have to have physically done something or said something to me, or if me not to like you. You know, and I always say that I always have a jo- I have a running joke. If you don't like me, there's something wrong with you.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like me? <laughs> well, I like you, Marla. So it's all I good. I like you, Stella. So <laughs> Let me come back to something that we talked about and i suppose it's also about being a woman too so you shared in our conversation when we were prepping for this call that you've been married twice tw- divorced twice and you've been bankrupt and i loved how you talked about it because you were so flippant about it because that it just you know yeah it's something you went through and and you've come out the other end and um and i asked you about i asked you about that because we talked Previous to that, we were talking about failure and learning and all the rest of it. And we poked around at it. And you and I said, what would you change from that time? And you said two things. One was prenup <laughs> for the divorce. And the second was identity. You talked yeah. about how you felt you didn't know who you were and you never had the time to learn. Yeah. Can we say a little bit more about that, please? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So when I was in my marriages, um, especially the last one, I was wrapped up in the marriage cuz the marriage was the pinnacle. I was a part of a church, a part of a religion and um and that's what they that's what they fed into us. They constantly fed into us marriage is the pinnacle. If you're single you suck, but marriage is the pinnacle. You have to be you have to in the woman you have to take care. You you the man can make mistakes, but you woman you have to be perfect. You know, so um, so I I I fed into that, and I became this person that my family and friends didn't know who the hell I was, and I was brainwashed. That's what it is. It's brainwashed. I was gaslighted, brainwashed, manipulated.
1: How did you get out of that? What 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 triggered you saying this has got to end? What what's the trigger?
0: Oh my god! You know, Fanola, I just was exhausted. Yeah.
1: I said, I said, I started
0: looking around I started looking outside of my bubble and I said other people aren't living I I said I said wait a minute I said God loves everybody God universe whoever you believe in I think he or she or they loves everybody so Mm -hmm. if this person makes a mistake God's not going to stop loving them so why do I think he's going to stop loving me if I get divorced I really started thinking it just it's Mm -hmm. it's like a light bulb goes off in your brain like wait Mm -hmm. a minute and I have to be honest with you, my relationship with God and the universe has been phenomenal since I've left my marriages and I left the church. I don't I don't I don't go to church. I'm not mm. I don't believe in uh, 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 organized, organized religion. Yeah, I don't believe in it. You know, I believe there's a higher power. I believe in God universe, Um, but I don't I don't follow the walls of religion. So mm. with that being said, I I think I don't know if it was a trigger. I just think it was I just was. At some point, you just get exhausted. I was mm. exhausted. Mm. I was tired, and I think there every every human being. I'm not gonna say women, men go through this as well. I think every person um, has that turning point in their life. Like you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Some days, just yeah. wake up. I don't want to do this anymore. And that's that's yeah. where it was for me. I just woke up. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't. I miss me. I, I don't even know who, I, who I the hell I am. Wh- 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 I where where is she at? Where is Marla at? Yeah. You know. So I started exploring everything. I started opening up my mind. I started looking at different religions and different. Not saying not for me to practice them, but just to understand people, to understand mm. human beings. Period. It's okay. Mm. You know. I, I I I love the Buddhists. I love the Muslims. I love the mm. Jehovah Witnesses. The atheists. Mm. You know, long as they stop and stop signs and don't hurt anybody, what difference it make to me who you worship? I don't care. Yeah. Which does it make to me who you have sex with or who you sleep with? Who cares? Who cares mm-hmm. if two men get married? Who the hell cares? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, it's like really we get so stuck on these. Again, we talked about this. Box. We get stuck mm-hmm. on the wrong things. Yeah. Well, why? Why are we concerned if two men have a child or two okay. women have a child? Like, why is that a problem? What like, we have human trafficking going on. <laughs> Why are we yeah. worried about two women having a baby? <laughs> I don't get it. You know, so I said all that to say is I I just woke up. I woke up. But in that waking up, though, you have to get help. I had to get therapy. I had mm-hmm. to get therapy, counseling. Um, I, I obviously had PTSD from military so that, that, that it, 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 you know, enhanced the PTSD. Um, and uh, I had to do a lot of what we talked about earlier, self-reflection. Yeah. I had to do a lot of self-awareness work. And I still mm. do it. Everything I coach and teach and um speak on, I don't just tell it just to say it. I I do it. I am a proponent of what I'm speaking. So mm. I'm constantly journaling, constantly reflecting on what I can do better, what, what what I am doing great right now. um, Constantly learning to be me. We're human beings, but we never get a chance to be.
1: So mm. I'm constantly
0: in that mindset of trying to be. And trying to see where I'm at and say, okay, it's okay. And giving myself that grace.
1: Let me ask you another one, because this leads into some other lovely gems of wisdom that you shared with me. Because you mentioned that you uh, became, you had to file for bankruptcy. And we talked about that for a minute, but then we went on to talk about women's relationship with money. And let me reflect back to you some of the things you said. You said, and I love how you talk. <laughs> so it was like, I don't have a poverty mindset, Fenola. I'm not saying it as well as you say it, right? But it was like, there was things that came that were really struck home for me when I think about clients and women's relationship with money. You were so, you didn't, you didn't have the bankruptcy beat you. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that because there was no shame attached to it. It was this thing of, I don't have a poverty mindset. I don't have to lower my standards. My relationship with money is still evolving, and he's. But actually, yeah. I don't have to lower my standards. Talk more about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I think what we have to realize, and again, this is something I'm constantly learning as well. Yeah, yeah. But money is a tool. Money is a tool. Yeah. Well, you need money. Let's let's not let's not be running around here faking around here. Okay, you need money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You gotta. Nothing's free. Food is not free. Drinks are not free. Lotion's not free. Toilet tissue's not free. You, you, you need things in life, right? Toilet paper I... and lotion. <laughs> <laughs> right? You got to buy these lotion. things, people. You got to buy them, right? <laughs> so, but when I think about money, I, I say to myself, okay, and I, we talked about this. My mind, your mind, your mind does not know the car that you're getting in. If it's a Bentley, or if it's a a, a, a a Hyundai, nothing wrong with Hyundais, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, I'm trying to do a comparison here, right? Mm. Your car, your mind doesn't know that. So if you, so if you tell yourself you want a Bentley, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. You can want whatever you want. But if you want a Bentley and you say every day, I'm getting in my Bentley, your mind's going to say, I'm getting in a Bentley. <laughs> mm. It's the way you think. It's the way you think. So if you say to yourself, I don't have a million dollars in my account. Well, then you, then you will have a million dollars in your account. But if you say to yourself, you know what, mind? We have a million dollars in our account. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And so now the universe is going to start contri- to conspire to get that for you. It's called the law of attraction. People don't believe it. People Some t- 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 people do believe it. It doesn't matter if you believe it. It's, it's a law. It, it's, there, it's there, period. So that's
1: my mindset with money. Yeah, but the difference is, though, Marla, you don't sit there and wait for it to come. You go... no. You know, uh, I have a million dollars in my account, but then I have to go and d- take action to make that happen. Yeah, you have to do something. You have to do something. Yeah. There are many people. There are many people who kind of go, "Oh yeah, law of attraction, great. I'll just sit here and I'll go, oh, and let it come." But it doesn't work like that. No. And that's that's why you gotta study
0: it, right? It's not. No. I have a million dollars in my account. Let me just sit back and wait now. Well, who gets money if they're not working? I mean, you gotta work, (laughs) and that that, don't mean just nine to five. Whatever, whatever work is defined for you, however you define work, you need to be you need to be out there doing something. When you get in motion, you start moving. That's why I always tell people to start. When you start, when you start, it's amazing how things just start to come. But if you're just gonna sit and wait, then the universe is gonna sit and wait too. Oh, well, she's not gonna he or she or they are not gonna do anything. Okay, well, I'm I'm just gonna wait too. So it's again. That's my mindset with money. My mindset with money is, no, I'm not a millionaire. No, I'm not a billionaire. It, in in reality sense, but in my mind, I'm going to treat myself as such. I'm I'm going to treat myself as such. I I read millionaires. I read about them. I watch them on YouTube. I watch them on TV. I see what they're doing. And I'm not talking about celebrities, people. I'm talking about the people next door. You don't know what your neighbor what your neighbor has in their bank account. You don't know just because what they're driving. Stop judging people by what they have on. Stop judging people by their cover. You, don't, you have no idea what, what's going on in people's bank, bank accounts.
1: The average millionaire wears T-shirts and jeans every day.
0: It really, is, that's a statistic.
1: It's a true, that's a true fact. There's a lovely quote also that you said to me. You said, I'm not without debt, but I don't allow the debt to rule me, to own me.
0: Right, exactly.
1: The way you think, yeah, the way you think determines your relationship with yep. money. And I don't think I'm poor. But it's, I don't allow the debt to rule me. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Now, do I hate having Mm. credit card debt? Of course I do.
0: (laughs) But am I losing sleep at night? No, (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) It is what it is because I know uh, that debt has gone to good usage. Majority of my debt, um, credit card debt, not talking about house, mortgage, stuff like that, car note, whatever. Majority of that credit card debt is investments. Investments in me, investments in my career, investments in my education, investments in my businesses. So again, I believe in my ability to have that erased because it's been erased before. You now how many times I've been out of debt? <laughs> I mean, so it can happen again. It can continue to happen again. But if you have the poverty mindset of growth or fixed mindset, right? Dr. Carol Dweck, we talked about that. If you have a fixed mindset, then you're right. You, you'll you probably stay that way for the rest of your life. But if you have a growth mindset, then you're right. You'll probably continue to grow and get out of that situation, get out of that debt. You know, and guess what? There's nothing wrong with asking for help. There's nothing wrong with signing up for programs. What's the shame in that? There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Do you have to tell everybody in the world? No, mm-hmm. you don't. Tell who you want to tell. I mean, sometimes that's, that's something mm-hmm. else society does is society thinks that, we have to share everything, share everything we're doing. And you don't, you you really don't. You could just, just live your life and do what you want to do. And that's why I go back to my mantra of creating your life, creating your career.
1: Tell me why you wrote the ultimate brag book about yourself. That's really interesting to me. Oh my gosh. So I'm a fun person. I don't know if you can tell. I, I like to have fun.
0: <laughs> and one thing I know is, I. so my client is the nine to five working woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nineties. 90- Seven ninety-eight 98% of the women that I coach, I've walked, men and women, I've walked in their shoes. I've been where they been, where they've been, or I'm currently in their shoes. So I can mm-hmm. relate to them. I can empathize with them. And so one question, if you're gonna co- if you're gonna h- hire me to be your coach, one thing I'm gonna have you do, this is a spoiler, I'm gonna have you to remove all obstacles, remove kids, family, money, whatever. Remove all obstacles and make a list of the things you truly want. Make a list. And what I discovered was people have such a difficult time making this list cuz they've never thought about the things that they want. Mm-hmm. And so this is where this um book came from. Brad book. When was the last time you bragged on yourself? When was mm-hmm. the last time you made a list of your top 10 favorite restaurants or the top your top 10 favorite foods you like to cook or you like to eat. Your top 10 favorite TV shows. Your um top 10 C companies you would run if you were CEO. Right, and people are like, you know what, Marla? This book is really fun. I never thought about these questions. I know, I know, you never thought about them because that's that's what happens with my clients. They they never think about these questions because they're constantly thinking about oh their spouse or their kids or their family. They don't think about themselves, which is to me, whenever I hear people say, um, she's the most selfless person I've ever seen, and oh my gosh, she just puts everybody first. Well. I wonder about that person then. You need to put yourself first. You know, the word selfish gets a negative connotation. Bragging gets a negative connotation. You need to be selfish. Why do you think they tell you to put the mask in yourself first when you're in an airplane? You have to take care of yourself. You should be giving and serving out of what's left over, the overflow. If your cup is halfway empty, then what are you serving? How are you helping people? You're no good to them. You're no good to yourself, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. have to put yourself first. So why not brag on yourself? You are good at a lot of things, but you never took the time to write them down. So that's where, that's where that, that comes from. So I have, a, I I'm going to make, I decided i make this book a series because I have so many other questions that I can ask. And of course, in my true coaching um, fam, wh- realm that I am, um, these questions are meant to make you think deeply. They're mm-hmm. meant to make you think about who you are and, and like, wow, i have never thought about that before. Well, that's what coaches do. We ask you deep questions to make you think about things you never thought about before. So that's what this book is doing. So it's, it's just a yeah. simple journal, brag book, 100 questions about how awesome you are, because you are awesome. You don't mm-hmm. need me to tell you that. But if you need me to tell you that all the time, don't get me wrong. I love, I'm a Leo. So we love compliments. Okay. We love compliments. But I don't need you to tell me all the time i don't i i I, kind of already know it you know but but it's nice to hear it now it is nice it is nice to hear it
1: tell me marla what if you had one thing to say to to our listeners here today if you had one gem of wisdom to leave them with what would you say to them I say this so much and I and I live by it to this
0: day. Um, as a coach, you know, we have coaches as well. So one of my coaches, she told me, and she can't take credit for it, she said that someone told her, but whatever you believe, you're 100% correct. And that is still is still powerful to me to this day. Henry Ford, I think. If you believe the sky is purple, no one's going to argue with you. You Your mind, the sky is purple, the sky going to be purple. So wherever you believe, if you believe you can't, then you won't. If you, believe, if you believe you can, then you will. If you believe that you are driving a Bentley, then you're driving a Bentley. If you believe that you're not driving a Bentley, then you're not driving a Bentley. <laughs> so wherever you believe, you are 100% correct. No one's yeah. going to argue with you. And that has stuck with me. That has stuck with me for years.
1: And it works. Thank you so much for your time, Marta.
0: This is awesome. Thank you.
1: I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you'd like to find out more about Marla, check her out on LinkedIn and on her website at www.truthspeakscoaching.com. And if you'd like to support the show, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and reach out and let me know your takeaways from this episode. What would you like to know more about? Send me a message. I look forward to getting it.